official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com. Numbers chapter 33, verse 1. Listen to this verse. Here are the stages in the journey of the Israelites. When they came out of Egypt by divisions, under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. At the Lord's command, Moses recorded the stages in their journey. This is their journey by stages. I find that verse fascinating because when we consider journeying with God, we rarely think of it happening in stages, right? When I decided to become a follower of Jesus, nobody came and told me, hey, Adam, there's going to be a lot of stages in this journey. You're going to go through all these different stages when you're walking with God. Nobody told me that. And so I just assumed that because God was with me, I'm now walking with him, everything would be consistent, right? Everything would be steady and smooth. I mean, after all, he's God. Where he goes, everything's good. And so therefore, if I'm following Jesus and walking with God, everything's going to just be consistent and steady. And Scripture shows us that our journey with God is, is different. It involves variance right? There's times in our journey with God when it's very consistent and steady and smooth, right? And easy. But then there's other times in our walk with God when we can feel volatile and it can, it can be jarring. And so it's important for us, if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to walk with God, it's important for us to identify and know about the different stages of that journey, Otherwise, we can lose heart, right? We can go from one stage of our journey with God to another, and we can convince ourselves that God's abandoned us. He's left us. But we know that he, he hasn't because Scripture tells us that he never leaves us or forsakes us. But it can feel that way, can it? You're in a good stage of your walk with God, and all of a sudden you go into a different stage. You're like, whoa, where'd he go? He didn't leave you. He's, he's bringing us into a new stage, right? So what I want to do this morning is walk us through five different stages that God led the Israelites through during the Exodus, because I believe that they can help us understand the stages of our own journey with God. And so here are the five stages. Now, before we read these, I have to let you know there's no particular order to these stages. You, you can be in three and then jump to one and then go to two and then jump to five and back to one. Right? There's no, they're not sequential. But let's read through these stages, then we'll take a look at each one. The comfortable stage, Exodus chapter 1. The awareness stage, Exodus chapter 3. The adventure stage, chapter 12. The roundabout way stage, 13. And the adversity stage, chapter 14. You guys want to walk through these with me? Okay, let's do it. Let's do the comfortable stage. Exodus chapter 1, verse 7. It says this. The Israelites 
were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. See, this is the stage of Israel's journey where everything is going well. You ever have one of those stages or seasons of life in your walk with God? It's the stage where, where life feels good. It feels comfortable, right? It's where everything feels easy and restful and fruitful. Some of you are saying, God, bring me into that stage. <laughs> it's where you're calm. It's when you're relaxed. It's when there's, there's hardly any desperation or turmoil in your life. And you're not really super interested in leaving that space or going anywhere else. You're just busy enjoying living in it at that time, right? And if you've been in the comfortable stage, you know this, that eventually something disruptive happens, right? Look at the very next verse, verse 8. Then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become too numerous for us. Verse 11, so they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor. See, all of a sudden, the Israelites who are in this comfortable stage, they're being fruitful, they're multiplying, it, life is good. All of a sudden, the status quo changes on them. They went from being fruitful to being fettered and shackled. Right? They went from, from living and experiencing blessing to now they're living in bondage. See, eventually, eventually in our journey with God, something disruptive happens that changes things for us. Right? Something gets turned upside down. There's this upheaval that we experience in our lives. We lose our sense of security, our sense of comfort. And what do we do when that happens? What do we do? We cry out to God, right? We turn to God for help. See, I'm convinced of this, that my relationship with God would really struggle if I lived in the comfortable stage my whole life. Because in my own life, what I recognize is this, that it's when I get, it's when I understand my dis-ease. It's when I, I, I get to this place where there's upheaval in my life, that's when, out of desperation, I turn to God the most, and I grow the most. See, here's the thing. God didn't want the Israelites to get cozy in Egypt, where they were, where they were being fruitful, multiplying. He had something else for them. How do we know this? Because at the same time that they were being enslaved, God was raising up a deliverer named Moses. Right? He was preparing them to enter into a new stage on their journey with God. And that stage is called the awareness stage. Um, the awareness stage. So oppression, <laughs> oppression has a funny way of doing a few things. One, it has a funny way of making us desperate for God, crying out to God. And two, oppression also has a way of bringing awareness. Right? This is the stage in our journey, the awareness stage, where we become aware that there's something wrong. We begin to recognize that, that God has something more for us than what we're currently experiencing. Have you ever had a time in, in your walk with God where you were becoming aware of something? 
where you were becoming aware that maybe, maybe this isn't right. Maybe you were in a rut and you didn't know it. And then you had a revelation like, man, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm just in a rut. My life is stuck. You didn't know it before. But you, there's an awareness that happens, right? A revelation that happens. And you're like, oh. Or, or maybe you realize that you're chained up by some things that you didn't know you were enslaved to. You ever have that happen? Where you're, you're living your life and one day you just have this, this yeah, pop. It comes in your mind. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm chained up. This thing has enslaved me. See, it's the awareness stage is the revelatory stage in our walk with God. This is the stage where it's, it's no longer possible to pretend that everything is fine. You guys see, ever see the cartoon of the dog and the coffee and the fire? You ever see this one? <laughs> see, this is what we're like <laughs> when we come to the awareness stage. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's okay. I got my coffee. I don't notice the flames around me. Everything's fine. <laughs> see, let me, let me say this about the awareness stage. One of the reasons that you and I try so hard to avoid awareness is because it always calls us to take responsibility for the thing that we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, we'd rather just have our cup of coffee and be like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like when you're driving your car and the engine light comes on and you don't want to look at it, you try not to look at it. If you had duct tape, you would put it right over the check engine light because it's, you don't want to be aware. Why? We don't want to be aware. We avoid awareness because it, it demands something of us, a response. There's a responsibility. See, when God brings us and leads us into the awareness stage, it's pretty uncomfortable because we have to respond to the things that we're seeing. And it, but until we come to the awareness stage, we're not open to the possibility of something new. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. What we find in the story of the Exodus is that through a series of miraculous events, God sends these 10 plagues on Egypt and convinces Pharaoh and the Egyptians to set the Israelites free. And the book of Exodus tells us what this entailed. And that's when the Israelites, they enter into a third stage of their journey. And I'm going to call this stage the adventure stage. The adventure stage. Imagine what it was like for them, the Israelites, slaves their whole lives, in bondage their whole lives. And they start to see God miraculously intervene on their behalf to rescue them, to free them. Imagine what that was like. And then the day finally came when Pharaoh made a decree and said, Go. You're free. In fact, the book of Exodus tells us this, that when Pharaoh capitulated and made that decree, the Egyptians gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. It said they gave them gold, silver, clothes, cattle, livestock, whatever they wanted. So imagine that day. They're packing up all their stuff 
and stuff that wasn't theirs the day before. They're packing it all up. They're, they're starting to imagine and envision a future that's brand new for them. And God has been intervening. He's been working on their behalf to free them. Imagine what packing up was like that day. I bet you they could hardly contain themselves. See, this is the stage, the adventure stage. This is the stage in our journey with God where we can't wait to follow God into something new. It's thrilling. It's inspirational. It's a season where we have one emotional high after the other, where we almost feel invincible. Because God has been coming through for us in miraculous ways. See, I know personally, I know when I'm in the adventure stage. Here's how I know. When I start singing starship songs in the shower, I know I'm in the adventure stage. <laughs> Do you guys know the 1986 hit that they did, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now? Can I play a little clip for you? For you who have not heard I can't use this in the shower when I sing that song, so I thought I'd bring it out. You know you're in the adventure stage when you start singing 80 songs in the shower. You're singing Jefferson Starship. Nothing's gonna stop. Right? That's when you know. Because that's what the adventure stage is like. It's, optimism becomes your new best friend because God has been doing things for you. He's with you. It, it's a time when your soul is flourishing, where your heart is is full of gratitude. You have enthusiasm for the future. Guys, we need the adventure stage in our walk with God, right? When you are in the adventure stage, don't rush to get out of it. <laughs> Soak it up. I remember a couple of years ago um, when I was, God was leading me into the adventure stage. Um, a couple of years ago, the Make-A-Wish Foundation gave our family a free trip to send my son Joshua, who has a lot of health and disabilities and complications, um, to fight Darth Vader in Orlando. Oh, my God. And so I remember when they came to our house in a limousine and picked us up, and they brought us over to Pine Street, where the Make-A-Wish offices are. And they brought us up there. They had this huge Star Wars-themed party. There were stormtroopers up there walking around, people dressed, around, dressed in all Star Wars garb. And Josh just thought it was amazing. And then we finished the party, and they brought us back down into the limo. And the stormtroopers got in the limo with us. And Josh said, are they coming on vacation with us? Because he thought that was pretty cool. They drove us to the airport. All our bags were checked. Everything was paid for. They paid for our food. They put us up in this amazing place called Give Kids the World. And we had the best vacation we've ever had. And it's, it's, it's a vacation that, that we'll never forget as a family. We'll never forget it. See, when you're in the adventure stage, don't ever take those things for granted. Don't, 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 don't look past it. Soak it in. Because you're going to need some of that energy and enthusiasm for the other stages. Let's look at the next stage God brought the Israelites through. 
This stage we'll call the roundabout way stage. Exodus chapter 13. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The roundabout way stage is the stage in our journey where God takes his time with us. Instead of taking us on a direct route, he takes us the long way. He takes us the roundabout way because he knows that we're not ready for the challenges that are up ahead of us. You ever enter that stage with God? When God just slows you down because he wants to form something in you? So you know you're in the roundabout way stage when, when God puts you in the crock pot. <laughs> and you look across the kitchen counter and you see the microwave and you say, but God, I want you to put me in that thing. <laughs> it's quicker. <laughs> and God says, no, I want you to marinate in my presence. I want, you to, I want to soak you in my presence. I want to soften your heart because I want to form something in you. It's better this way, right? Roast tastes better in a crock pot than it does in a microwave, right? It's interesting to me that it's during this stage in Israel's journey, the roundabout way stage, where God leads the Israelites with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Can you imagine that? You've just been set free from Egyptian bondage. You've got all this stuff with you. You're praising God because he just intervened miraculously. And now there's this giant pillar of cloud that sets over your encampment, and it just gets up and moves, and you're supposed to follow it. And at nighttime, it's a giant pillar of fire, and God is in the cloud and in the fire. How amazing. How incredible. Why would God do that? See, I believe that God did that because he wanted the Israelites to see that he was going to be with them. Day after day, every hour of the day, he was there. And he took them the long way, the roundabout way. Because <laughs> he wanted them to know that he was never going to leave them or forsake them, that he was there in their midst. See, when we enter into the roundabout way stage, we get impatient. <laughs> right? We're like, God, just get us there. You're God. Speed the process up. Where's the fast forward button? Just zip us through to this part of our life, this part of our journey. And God says, no, I want to take you the roundabout way because you need to experience and soak in my presence. You need to see me with you hour by hour, day by day. But here's why we, we resist the roundabout way stage. Because we're more concerned with God changing our circumstances than our hearts. Yeah. Right? We, we, we want God to change our lives, but we don't want him to change us. We pray to God, God, should you just get me through this stage? Can you just get me from here to over there where, where you're taking me? And we're more concerned about all of the external circumstances in our lives that feel slow, feel like nothing's happening. But God himself is primarily concerned with our formation. He wants to change our hearts. He wants to hang out with us in the desert and take the long way, the roundabout way. 
He's not in a hurry to get us to the promised land. We're in the hurry. We're in the hurry to get to the promised land, to get to where God's going to lead us and take us and when we can get out of this stage. And God says, no, slow down. This stage is really important because it's where you learn that I'm with you and I'm forming you. Well, the last stage, the adversity stage. As the Israelites approached the Red Sea, the uncrossable Red Sea, they looked back and they saw the Egyptians pursuing them on chariots to take them back into slavery. Pharaoh had changed his mind. Now they were coming after them. And you could imagine how ugly this was. The Israelites are trapped now. They have the incrossable Red Sea in front of them. They look behind them. The Egyptians are coming and they're mad. They're on chariots. They're coming to take them back. And things get pretty ugly when you're backed into a corner, don't they? And so what do they do? They turn to Moses and they turn their anger and frustration toward him. Look at Exodus 14, verse 12. Here's what they say to Moses. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems really unfair to Moses. (laughs) All Moses was doing was was following God's orders. He he led them out of Egyptian bondage, led them, and he's, he's just following this pillar of cloud, following the pillar of fire, following God's lead, and, and, and they're really hard on him. Why'd you, do, why'd you lead us here? It would have been better for us to just be back there than to die here. This is what you, you've led us to die. See, the important thing to realize is this. Their reaction had little to do with Moses and more to do with where they were on their journey. They were in the adversity stage, right? Here's something I realized from this. When you and I are mad at God, it has nothing to do with him and everything to do with where we are in our journey. Because when you and I come to adversity, what happens? The same thing that happened to the Israelites. We shake our fist at God, right? How could you, how could you lead us here? It would have been better if I I didn't even listen to you. But it has nothing to do with him. It has to do with where we are in our journey. We're in this adversity stage. And the adversity stage has a job to do. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. See, it's it's in the adversity stage where we learn how to stand firm and be still. You can't learn that in any of the other stages because that's not what they're for. This is the stage where we we learn how to face adversity and rely on God in the impossible situations. And it's the one stage where God parts the waters for us, right? But we have to learn how to stand firm and be still. Okay, so here are the five stages that God led the Israelites through. 
the comfortable stage, the awareness stage, the adventure stage, the roundabout way stage, the adversity stage. I wonder which stage you're at right now. Which one are you in? Maybe you're here and, and you are in the adversity stage. You're in a place in your life, in your walk with God, you just feel cornered, you feel trapped, you, you feel afraid. And that's okay. But God wants to teach you how to stand firm and be still. He wants to part some waters for you. Maybe you're in the awareness stage and you're, you're starting to realize that God has something more for you than what you're currently experiencing. And it's a little bit painful because you're also, when you come into awareness, that you all of a sudden have to take responsibility for what you're seeing. I just want to encourage you, lean into that. Don't, 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 don't be the dog with the coffee and the flames all around. <laughs> lean into that awareness. Maybe you're in the comfortable stage and recently you've been surprised by something disruptive. Everything was going really well with you and God and with your life, and something disruptive happened, and you are discouraged. Listen, listen, God has something more for you. You can't spend your whole life in the comfortable stage because we don't grow. We don't learn. He can't take us to the next stage. Maybe you're in the adventure stage, and you're in a place in your life where just it's, it's thrilling, it's exciting, it, you're flourishing. Soak it up because you're going to need that enthusiasm for one of these other stages. Maybe you're in the, the roundabout way stage, and you're looking for that fast-forward button, because things just feel slow. But God wants to form something in you. He wants you to just be aware of his presence. See, no matter what stage you're in, know this. God is with you, He'll never leave you or forsake you. You might have thought that, that, that God left you behind. You were in the comfortable stage. You were in the adventurous stage. And you went into the adversity stage and you said, God's left me. No, he didn't. He's just leading you into another stage on the journey. And my prayer for, for us today is that we'll be encouraged in just understanding the different stages of our walk with God that he leads us into. And they're all important. And every single one of them, he's forming us and he's leading us. And we uh, have to be attentive to the stages of the journey we're on, right? So can I pray for us? God, I'm not even sure how, how, what to pray and how to pray right now. But I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. God, I'm, I'm guessing that all of us in this room are in different stages of our journey. And I pray for, for those of us who maybe before this morning didn't even realize there were stages. We just thought everything was supposed to be smooth and, and, and steady. Lord, we look at the book of Exodus and we look at all of Scripture and we see that, that there's a lot of variance in our walk with you. That when we follow your son Jesus, there, there is a lot of steady and smooth, and then there's a lot of bumpy and volatile. So God, would you just settle in our hearts that we could 
trust in your word that you are with us, regardless of what stage we're in. You've never left us, never forsaken us. I know myself, God, I've been through these stages a bunch of times, and I'm still learning. God, would you just bring assurance to our hearts to know that you are the one who's leading us, that you're with us. God, I pray for all my friends here this morning who just need to know that deep, deep in their soul. Holy Spirit, that you would do what you do best and, and, and just plant that inside each one so that we could be attentive and that we could enter into each stage with that assurance, knowing that you're with us, you're leading us, and, and you're, you're, you're shaping us, you're forming us. But we thank you that you are committed to us when many of us weren't committed to the journey. We were ready to give up. And we did give up in, in some places in our lives. And you just, you were just patient with us. I pray, Lord, that, that uh, we would have just a new sense of understanding and awareness and revelation of, of this journey that we're on with you. And, and that we would be encouraged in, in the deep parts of who we are. And I ask God that as we walk out of this place this, this morning, that we'd be ready for whatever stage of the journey you're calling us and inviting us into. And we'll keep looking at you, because you're leading the way, not us. We'll keep looking at you, knowing and trusting that you are a good God and you're leading us into a land that is spacious and large. That you're leading us to a place that's glorious. Lord, help us to let go of where we are to get to where you're taking us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's... Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community.